In our first series on prayer, we provide answers to the question, why does God want us to pray? In the second series, we want to look at how can we pray effectively? So what is effective praying? of James give us some clear guidelines to prayer. In James chapter 5 verse 16 the Bible says confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that he may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. Now, when we seek to pray effectively, we need to understand that, first of all, prayer changes the way God acts. Prayer changes the way God acts. James tells us, You do not have because you do not ask. James 4 verse 2. Here he is implying that failure to ask deprives us of what God you Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who asks, who seeks, sorry, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Luke chapter 11, 9 to 10. This clearly shows that there is a connection between seeking things from God and receiving them. The bottom line is, when we ask, God responds. Not only in the New Testament do we see this pattern, but it's also clearly expressed in the Old Testament. First of all, the Lord declared to Moses that he would destroy the people of Israel for their sin. Exodus 32, verse 9 to 10. But Moses besought the Lord his God and said, O Lord, turn from your fierce wrath and repent of this evil against your people. Exodus 32, 11 to 12. Then we read further, And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do to his people. You see, when God threatens to punish his people for their sins, he declares, If my people who are called by my name shall humble himself and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Second Chronicles 7 verse 14. What is this saying to us? If and when God's people pray, and of course this must be a prayer that is done in humility and repentance, then He, God, will hear and forgive them. He, God, will hear and forgive them. The prayers of his people clearly affect how God acts. 
So, if we confess our sins, the Bible says is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1 verse 9. The principle is we confess and then he forgives. If we really are convinced that prayer changes the way God acts and that God does bring about remarkable changes in the world in response to our prayer, then we would pray much more than we do. We only pray sometimes out of convenience or when there's trouble on their horizon. But prayer is a lifestyle. One writer declares prayer to be a relationship builder. The more we pray is the more our relationship with God grows stronger. In Acts chapter 6 and verse 4 when there was a challenge with how the distribution of food and other welfare matters were being distributed. The disciples or apostles asked that seven men be chosen to become deacons to look about the welfare of the people. And this is what they said. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. In fact, they say they cannot leave the work of the Lord and serve tables because they realized that the purpose of their being as apostles, as leaders, was to spend time with God so that God could spend time with them. So, if we pray little, it may be because we do not really believe that prayer accomplishes much at all. It must not be a ritual. Prayer is a lifestyle. It becomes us. Prayer should become the believer. So the first point I raised in prayer was that prayer changes the way God acts. Secondly, effective prayer is made possible by our mediator, Jesus Christ. Very important. Because we are sinful and God is holy, we have no right on our own to enter into his presence. So we need a mediator to come between us and God and to bring us into God's presence. The scripture clearly teaches there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 2.5 So then, what is it saying to us? <clears throat> if Jesus is the only mediator between God and man, Will God hear the prayers of those who do not trust in Jesus? The answer depends on what we mean by hear. Since God is omniscient, He always hears. In this sense, that He is aware of the prayers made by unbelievers who do not come to Him through Christ. God may even from time to time answer their prayers out of his mercy 
and in this a desire to bring them to salvation through Christ. However, God has nowhere promised to respond to the prayers of unbelievers. The only prayers that He has promised to hear in the sense of listening with a sympathetic ear and undertaking to answer when they are made according to His will are the prayers of Christians offered through the one mediator, Jesus Christ. John 14 verse 6 then what about believers in the Old Testament? How could they come to God through Jesus the Mediator? The answer is that the work of Jesus our Mediator was foreshadowed by the sacrificial system and the offerings made by the priests in the temple. If references are Hebrews 7, 23 to 28, chapter 8, verse 1 to 6, 9, verse 1 to 14, among others. There was no saving merit inherent in that system of sacrifices. However, and so, sacrificial system that was established allows believers to be accepted by God only on the basis of the future work of Christ, foreshadowed by that system. So it was true through the sacrificial system that believers were accepted by God. But there was no saving merit inherent in that system of sacrifices. So, let's look at Jesus' activity as mediator. Jesus' activity as mediator is especially seen in his work as a priest. He is our great high priest who has passed through the heavens. One who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Hebrews 4 verse 14 to 15. It is important for us to understand that as recipients of the New Test Covenant, we do not need to say, stay outside of the temple as our believers except the priests were required to do under the Old Covenant. You see, when we were under the Old Covenant, only the priest was allowed to enter into the Holy of Holies. The people had to stay outside the temple. But in the new dispensation, the new covenant, we do not need to stay outside of the Holy of Holies. Hebrews 9 verse 3. The inner room of the temple where God himself was enthroned above the Ark of the Covenant and where all the high priests could go. And he but once a year. Can you imagine that? Only once a year he would go into the Holy of Holies. But through Christ Jesus our great high priest and mediator who died for our sins. He became our mediational high priest according to Hebrews 7 verse 26 to 27. He has gained for us boldness and access to the very presence of God. Therefore, the word of God says we have confidence. We can come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Therefore, we have confidence to enter into the holy place by the blood of Jesus. We enter by the new and living way, Hebrews 10.20, that Christ has opened for us. And so, we have access 
to the throne room of God. And in this way, we have an access that allows us to draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith because we have a great high priest over the house of God. Hebrews 10 verse 22. So we do not just come into God's presence as strangers or as visitors or as lay persons, but as priests, as people who belong in the temple and have a right and even a duty to be in the most sacred places in the temple. This is a privilege that we have to carry everything to God, not through a priest, but everything to God in prayer. What a wonderful, great opportunity. Hallelujah. So we understand clearly then that effective prayer changes the way God acts. And effective prayer is made possible by your mediator, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen.